Everybody and welcome to another edition of the Landlord and Tenant Podmas, the only podcast that has the balls to ask the question: Can a landlord and tenant be buddies? Hi, everybody. I'm one of your hosts. I'm Landlord James, and I'm the ghost of Jack the Ripper from Victorian London, and I've never been properly identified ever. Just joking, everybody. It's actually me, the regular co-host Michael. And I was just sort of having a bit of Halloween fun uh, by pretending to be Jack the Ripper because it's you know, a Halloween just a note. Month. Hmm, j- just a note for that character going forward. I think you could just leave it at "I'm the ghost of Jack the Ripper." You don't have to, you know, explain whether you're identified or not. <laughs> I guess he's famous enough that you don't have to give a little biography, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You give his height, his weight, <laughs> pronouns. I'm the ghost of Jack the Ripper. He, him. (laughs) Well, these days, right? It's true. It's true. Um, Those letters he wrote to the police taunting them, he, I'm sure, would include a he, him in them. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. That is very true. Or, um, sure, the guy from Zodiac. Who was that? Son of Sam or something? Zodiac killer. (laughs) Duh. He was leaving clues for the police, too. Yeah. So how are you doing, Mike? You had a real spring in your step today, I noticed. Um, Yeah. You seem happy about something. I am happy because I, yesterday, went to the dentist for the first time in 12 years. Can you believe it? That's one year for uh, each of uh, the apostles of of Christ. And I was pretty nervous before I went because that's a long time to go without seeing a dentist. But thankfully... I got some good news. All I have are two uh, baby cavities that are starting to form in my mouth. But another, a, a funny thing actually happened while the assistant was taking pictures of my teeth. I made a, a, re- a really funny joke. Do you want to hear the joke I made? Oh, yeah. Sure. I like jokes. Sure. Yeah. Yes. And p- podcasts are a ideal medium for jokes. So uh, they were taking pictures of my teeth and the assistant said offhandedly, uh, we're taking so many pictures of your teeth, it's like a photo shoot. And I, quick as can be, uh, I, I, I responded and said, uh, I guess that means that my teeth are like the Kardashians. Wow, nice. That's yeah. pretty funny. How did the dentist react? Well, there was... She looked at me, and then there was silence kind of in the room. Except you could still hear the, like, the air purifier in the background. Okay. Yeah. But it's so so it's sort of uncertain how she received it. She might have liked it. She might have just it might have been a thinker. Well, she probably knows. I assume she knows who the Kardashians are. And she's yeah. probably thinking about like cuz she was silent, like she didn't laugh out loud. But she probably didn't laugh because she was in her mind thinking of like which of my teeth corresponded to which Kardashian and uh you know. yes, there's so many of them. Yeah. There might be as many Kardashians as teeth in your mouth. Mm -hmm. She also told me I had a lot of teeth. uh, Really? Is that true? Yes. What the hell does that mean? You have a lot of teeth. (laughs) Yeah, because I thought... Everybody has the same amount of teeth, don't we? (laughs) There's a standard number of teeth that you you get at birth, basically. Or when you go through puberty, 
Wow. Right? My goodness, you have a lot of teeth. That's weird, Mike. Everyone get in here. This guy has you a should... freakish amount of teeth. <laughs> you should count your teeth. Yeah. Seriously, it wouldn't take very long. No, no, I'm not going to count my teeth. That's crazy. Why not? You might. I'm not going to count many... my teeth. I'm looking this up. How many teeth are you supposed to have? 32. 32. So if you have more than 32, you've got some weird gene going on. Yeah. Hmm. Well, a trip to the dentist, Mike. I envy you. I truly <laughs> envy you. You you're every t- every week when you tell your stories of your life, it's it's you know, <laughs> I I actually think it's it's tough for listeners because they hear your life and they go, oh god, he's living a wonderful, fun, exciting life. Mine yes. sucks in comparison. Yeah, I walked in the rain to the dentist yesterday, <laughs> then had to come home and call the tax people. It was a really uh, exciting day. Have you gotten yeah. your taxes settled up? So, yeah, so, yeah. Don't go there. Am I right? Yeah. Don't go there, partner. How has your week been, James? That's the question all of our listeners are asking. Fine. Uh, listeners know I'm always good. I'm always, you know, COVID don't got me down. Um, I'm still living my life. I'm uh, following my passions. I'm not wearing a mask. Um, I actually saw a funny uh, thing in the news uh, about this New Yorker writer, Tubin, who uh, I guess was suspended oh. or fired because yeah. he uh, was in a Zoom call. And I guess he didn't realize the Zoom call was still going and exposed himself. And uh, that I thought that was a pretty funny story. I mean, you know, I'm all about do your thing, but you are a real loser if you're literally, you know, exposing yourself in a work a Zoom call. Uh, I mean, grow up. That is so that is really unprofessional. You got to admit that's pretty bad. That's pretty stupid. Yeah, I do agree that it is wrong to expose yourself and maybe start masturbating during a uh, mock election during a zoom call. Cause you know, that's, it's weird, but also <clears throat> got to say, I'm a little bit surprised to hear you condemn Mr. Tubin like this because you know, you are you, yourself guilty of a, a very similar offense. Uh, what are you talking about? You've, you've basically well, sort of done the same thing. Jeffrey Tubin did over a zoom call. Don't you remember? Mm. A- absolutely not what the hell Wait, are you talking you don't, about i wouldn't honestly you don't remember this happened like three months ago no all right well i guess i'll have to play a clip from your similar um exposure well how would we even refer to this you your your the incident that happened uh when we were talking to a very exciting guest i have no memory of this let's play it and welcome back to the show everybody my goodness Our guest this week is a legend of stage and screen. She's been acting for over six decades. In that time, she's won an Oscar, a Tony, and four, count them, four BAFTAs. She's also my artistic hero and someone I've waited all my life to talk to. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't believe I'm saying this. Please welcome Dame Judi Dench. Isn't this exciting, James? What on earth is this? James? Sorry, are we on? James, no, Jesus Christ. Oh, oh my God. Oh, sorry, what are you know, doing? I didn't, the, I, I didn't know we were on. Jesus. Oh, James, is that oh, a, my, is that oh, a flashlight? No, no. Sorry, 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 sorry. I didn't know James, the camera was on. James, Hang on. You don't use a flashlight when we're talking to James. Yeah, Judy sorry. Dan. Guys, I didn't, the, I, didn't the, 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 I didn't know the Skype was on. Dame, please. This oh, never yeah, happens. This is a total accident. Dame? 
Dame, please I don't hang up, Dame. I am never doing a Canadian James, you idiot. I didn't know the I didn't know the camera was on. I didn't know. Don't you know who I am? I'm a dame. Right. See? Right, 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 right. Unbelievable. Yeah. You're you know what? I had forgotten about that. Yeah. Well, okay, then I guess I guess, you know, maybe he who cast the first stone shouldn't cast a stone. I guess that's true. You know what? It, yeah. I guess it can happen. It it is a it is a serious thing that we shouldn't be we, we should be sensitive to. We should be sensitive to. Because of your behavior, Dame Judy Dench she basically told all of her dame and sir friends never to come on this show. So thanks a lot. We'll never have uh, Sir Patrick Stewart, Sir Ian um what's his friend's name? McKellen? Ian McKellen, uh, Sir Mick Jagger. Well, I'm doing us a favor. If Dame I'm, Edna. If, if a bunch of 80-year-old British people aren't getting coming on the show, then I'm doing as a favor. I probably Basically, I did as a favor. Well, I disagree. And maybe I knew that. Maybe I actually knew that. I probably knew in my head subconsciously, like, this interview is going to be freaking lame. And I probably did that to myself <laughs> on the Zoom, kind of knowing that, that it would save the podcast. <sighs> Unbelievable. Just briefly, I wanted to mention some other exciting local Toronto news. The the mad professor is back in town. <laughs> Do you know who I'm referring to there, James? Um, no, no, no. Who is it? None other than uh, Professor Jordan Peterson, ah. the famous, uh, famous lecturer and uh, author. He's back in Toronto recuperating after his wild year abroad. He spent uh, the better part of a year, I guess, uh, seeking medical treatment in Russia. He was put into a medically induced coma and then traveled to Serbia. All the medical hotspots. Yes, that's right. Russia and Serbia. (laughs) Uh, In Serbia, he contracted uh, coronavirus. But throughout it all, I believe he was accompanied by his his daughter, who is the very same woman who turned him onto the all-meat diet. She's, She's big on Instagram, right? She is, yes. And I guess he posted a new video where he said he's back, he's lucky to be alive, and he thanked his family, including his daughter, for seeing him him through this this very troubled time, and he said he couldn't have done uh, this without them. And it's interesting to me that he's thanking his daughter, because it would seem, to any observer, that she was actually trying to do him in, rather than help him continue living on Earth, you know? What, just because she... Got him to stop eating all fruits and vegetables and took him to uh, <laughs> sketchy places in the world? To several criminal states, yes. Hmm. It's, uh... Well, that's your point of view. You know, yeah. uh, I, I like her style. I like I like what she's she's taken uh, Jordy to, to, you know, the journey she's taking him on. But yeah. that's your point of view. If you, if, you know, have you ever, you ever done the all meat thing, Mike? Never done the all meat thing. No, no, no. Never been put into a medically induced coma in Russia either. <laughs> and uh, I've never contracted coronavirus in Serbia. And I gotta say, <laughs> if I had to pick one country where I did not want to contract coronavirus, I think Serbia is going to be right up there in the top three. You know? Really? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Uh, apparently, it's a it's beautiful scenery. Yes, apparently it is. And no offense to any of our Serbian listeners, if anyone is. Tuning in from from Belgrade or whatever, we we do love you. We welcome you. I just don't know about your your you know your health system. I wonder, I wonder if we have any downloads from that part of the world. I'm I'm on the the website right now that tells us where the downloads come from. 
Are we big in the Balkans? Uh, let me see here. Okay, we're good in Canada. We're yeah. pretty good in the United States. Mm-hmm. Got a little bit in the United Kingdom here. <laughs> Got some from Germany. Oh, I'm not awesome. seeing any Balkan states. Well, uh, the there's no love lost, right? It goes yeah. both ways. So we can say whatever we yeah. want. Balkans, you can kiss our beep. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's free reign on the Balkans. Well, Mike, we should, uh, before we move on, mention to everybody that we have a Patreon. <laughs> it's true. I feel like we should do... Um, you know how gender reveal parties were big, and some yes. of them got a little bit out of uh, out of order and burned down uh, forests. But we should have a yeah. we should have a Patreon reveal party where we invite friends <laughs> and family, and we, we reveal the uh, the URL of our Patreon site. That's great, and we make our friends and family come, and they don't really want to be there. Yes, um, but the facts are. And if you go to patreon.com slash landlordtenant, you are allowed to support us financially. You're allowed to. You are. You are. And if you do, <laughs> you get a bonus episode a month. Yes. And if you already um, give to the Patreon, thank you so much. We really appreciate it. And if you can't, that's fine. Um, if you could rate us and review us, it would really help us out a lot. I also wanted to give a, a little shout out. We got a... Uh, a request for a shout out uh, on Twitter from Imani. Imani from Charlotte, North Carolina. Thank you, Imani, for listening. We appreciate you. Thank you, Imani. How about that? If you listened last week, you may remember that we had a spirited discussion, some say debate, over the merits of the Ghoulies horror film franchise. There's Ghoulies, Ghoulies 2. Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College, and a fourth Ghoulies film. And at one point, James, I remember... Because the the iconic Ghoulies movie poster is of a toilet, and you're looking at the toilet, and there's a little green guy who's popped out of the toilet, and he's going like, ah! And he's like got... Like a perverted Oscar the Grouch. That's, that's a beautiful way to put it. Mm-hmm. And he's wearing, he's wearing red suspenders. He's got a little cute shirt on. You know, he's dressed like a little, a little sir, a little gentleman. Yes. But I can assure you his intentions are not gentleman-like because he will rip you to shreds. And during our discussion of toilet horror, James, you revealed that you suffer from a fear of rats crawling In up the into the toilet bowl while you're sitting on it. I do. And I just want to say, I love how you, how you describe toilet horror, because it makes it seem like a like a twisted subgenre of the horror genre. You know what I mean? Like they say, like yes. hor- uh, body horror and that kind body of body horror. There should be a whole section in the video store of toilet horror. Yeah, you got ghoulies. You got other horror movies that take place in the toilet. <laughs> anyway. Yes. Um, I have for years always had this fear that there would be a rat or a mouse or a snake or something in the toilet bowl. And literally every time I sit on the toilet, I check to make sure nothing's in there. And sometimes we'll stand up and turn around and check after I've already been sitting. Well, I don't want to get too graphic, but sure. (laughs) Because I'm, I, I just keep imagining with everything, you know, vulnerable there that some little animal of some kind is going to snap its teeth on me. Right. But anyway, so I said this, this is like a big fear of mine um, and a thing I, I uh, really bothers me. 
And we actually got uh, a message, a voice message this week from Greg Cochran, who is a very funny comedian. Uh, definitely, please check him out if you ever mm-hmm. get the chance. He's a very funny guy. And uh, he sent us in a voice message of an experience he had on the toilet. And so I thought, <laughs> why don't we play that on the podcast right here? And before we play it, if you've got mm. any little ones around the speakers, you might want to tell them to go to the other room. Yeah, and if you're if you're listening with your with your husband or your wife and they're a little bit um yeah, sensitive to yeah. you know, spooky stuff, <laughs> you might want to ask them to cover their ears too. Yeah, yeah. Hey, just wanted to give a follow-up on the idea of a rat being in a toilet. Uh, A few years ago, I lived in a basement apartment right above the subway and presumably the sewer. One day, I came home. I sat down on an empty toilet like a normal person. And seconds later, uh, I heard some splashing beneath me that I couldn't explain. So I looked between my legs, and there was either a baby rat or a mouse uh, thrashing, trying to jump out of the water. I think that some construction that was happening scared it up. Anyway, it's a legitimate fear and a very terrifying experience. Love the show. Have a great day. Oh, that sent shivers up and down my spine. Uh, If you could see the hairs on the back of my neck, they're standing up right now, James. That's horrific. That's, I mean... I don't know if I'd ever get over that. I know it was just a mouse, but mm. like, what are they doing? They're like, it's well, just disgusting. Know. Imagine them living in that pipe. Yeah. Why are they getting to, air? The, my message to the mice and rats that hang out in toilets is have some damn self-respect, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Find another place to hang out. You know, don't, you don't want to live in a bowl, wet bowl that people are literally, and I hate to use this word, shitting in. No, you're, you, Mike, you've hit the nail on the head. Have mm. some self-respect, for God's sake, Mouse. Yeah. Wow. I wonder if Greg, if that scarred Greg. To him, looking at the Ghoulies cover must be traumatic, because, like, you've yeah. never even had this rat experience before. Greg has. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if he, if he starts weeping when he sees the Ghoulies movie poster. And they're very hard to avoid. You see that Ghoulies movie poster all over the place all the time. So it must be, must be oh, a nightmare. Oh, absolutely. I was driving down the highway the other day and there's another billboard. It's like it's like if your ex became a movie star and it would be so annoying because you'd always oh, see God. your ex on big movie posters all over the place. Well, yeah. it's like that with the Ghoulies poster, too, if you have a fear of things in the toilet coming out of yeah. the toilet. My God. Yeah. If um if any other listeners have any experiences with mice or rats or or even uh beavers and birds in their toilet, <laughs> please feel free to send us a message, um tweet us at ltpodmess and get get in touch with us. We'd love to hear your toilet tales. Toilet tales. I, oh my god. You know what? I smell a rebrand. Toilet yes. Tales with Mike and James. Hey, man, it might, it might be more popular than the way we market the show currently. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, please, send us in a Toilet Tale if you have one. I mean, like, on the Ninja Turtles, they live in the sewer of New York City, right? I think so. It, they don't ever seem... It's just like the Phantom of the Opera. It's like, this thing is like, everyone knows, like, oh, the Phantom lives in the sewer of Paris, the, the Ninja Turtles live in the sewer of New York City. 
And at no point in any part of the plot do they ever does anyone ever acknowledge that it stinks, that they're surrounded by sewage, <laughs> and how disgusting and depressing it is. And they're always like eating, like they're eating pizza. Obviously, the mm. Phantom, I presume, he eats like a charcuterie board or something French, <laughs> and it must smell disgusting. And that would ruin the whole like your every meal. You know, that's a great that's a great point. Um, because if you ever walk down the street and you get a whiff of the sewer, like if it's sort oh. of blowing up. It oh, honey. smells oh, disgusting. No yeah. It smells like a toilet, which it yes. is. Mm-hmm. So that's a great point, Mike. These Ninja Turtles are down there. They're teens. They're eating pizza. <laughs> they're probably texting and flirting with girls. And, well, they're, they're know, trying to horny. seduce April O'Neil constantly, you know? Yeah, good luck. You fucking reek like the toilet. Uh, boys, April, you talk- know what? I'm starting to think April O'Neil had a screw loose. Maybe she had a toilet fetish or like a stink fetish. Maybe. And that's why she was always, you know, hanging out with those guys. I mean, I guess it's a good point. It's a really good point. Andrew Lloyd Webber should have included a song in the Phantom of the Opera musical, where it's just the Phantom complaining about <laughs> how he lives in a stink house. That would, that would have been a fun song. You know, everyone knows like the chandelier crash. Yeah. And they know like the, the boat ride through the sewer. There should be one song, song called P.U. or something. <laughs> P.U. It smells yeah, real bad. P.U. The smell of my home. And then a big nose is wheeled out on stage. Yes. And there's green fumes sort of floating around. That's good. Yeah. That's good. It's very good. The, what do you think the origin of P.U. is? Um, Interesting question. Is it? Is it? An abbreviation, an acronym. Um, Looking this up. Let me guess, though. P. Okay, you guess first, and I'll tell you. Uh, If it's the letter P and U, I would say it's like uh, particularly ugly, and it's referring to this like a particularly ugly smell. Am I right? Um, according to WeirdFacts.com, it's a shortened term for puteo, which is Latin for (laughs) to stink, be redolent, or smell bad. How about that? So it's from the Latin. According to weirdfacts.com, which is pretty reliable, I found. So I guess uh, I guess more of us use Latin than we, uh, than we ever thought. Wow, that's a great point. Learn Latin, kids. Yeah. Learn P-U. Latin. you, Christine, it stinks to high heaven in here. <laughs> Well, um, <laughs> why don't we wrap up this intro? It was quite a journey. Quite a journey, a this note. intro. Yeah. yeah. Um, so we have a guest coming up we're excited to talk to. But first, we're going to have a little chat with our friend Bryn Potty, who for the last several weeks has been covering the very important, very dramatic Lunenburg, Nova Scotia election for us. So mm-hmm. why don't we get him on the line and have a chat? If you've been listening to the pod mess for the past few weeks, you know that we have had extensive coverage of the Lunenburg mayoral election in the town of Lunenburg, Nova Scotia, on the east coast of Canada. And our Nova Scotia correspondent, Bryn Potty, has been providing us updates every week on this election. And um, so the election was held this past weekend. So we thought we'd bring Bryn Potty in to speak with us. Hi, Bryn. How are you? I'm great. How are you guys? We're good. Right. I'm so, uh, 
I'm just yeah. catching up on sleep since I, I was I basically was up the entire weekend, you know, waiting for the returns to come in from Lunenburg and there's a bit of a time difference and by the time I got to sleep it was basically Sunday Almost Sunday afternoon. So um, yeah, Mike's been in a tizzy uh, for the last several days. Um, yeah. I think you vomited several times, Michael. At least, yeah. Well, oh. why don't we why don't we reveal here the winner? So, Mike, maybe maybe we can insert a drum roll or something kind mm-hmm. of fun in the anticipation. Sure. Absolutely. And then, Bryn, when you're ready, let us know the winner of the of the election. This is a big moment, guys. The winner and soon to be mayor of Lunenburg is Matt Risser. And um, if we dig into the data here a little bit, uh, he won in a landslide of 955 votes versus 268 votes for John McGee. And voter participation was at 64%. So a lot of people turned out. out. Mustard did it! The people have spoken. Mustard! Yeah. (laughs) We've got Mayor Mustard. Woo! Yes, as someone who as someone who uh, lives with his parents in Lunenburg, I feel like finally my voice is being heard. That uh, <laughs> this mayor who lives with his parents in Lunenburg and does not have a job uh, will be the mayor of town. Wow! Um, yes, I had. I'm gonna be honest with you, Brent. I had money riding on this, and I put down a pretty penny on mustard, and uh, I'm thrilled. I'm thrilled. Now. I mean, there were there were good signs. Like his his signs were all over town. He had good buzz, and uh, John, you know, he um just wasn't a personable guy. And and no, if I remember correctly, like McGee is the guy who his origins are a little unclear. There's a rumor that he's maybe not even an East Coaster. Maybe he's from Alberta originally. I've heard that he's from Alberta. Yeah, he was asked on a radio interview where he's from, and he refused to answer. That's a bad sign when, you know, just before an election, when you're not answering a simple question like that. Yeah, that's a little bit suspicious. It's not like, you know, what exactly would you do with the budget or, you know, some complicated thing? It's like, where are you from? Uh, This interview's Uh, over. We'll get to that when I'm mayor. (laughs) So that's quite a a decisive uh, victory for Mr. Risser. And I I did see, finally, I saw a picture of him in uh, some, on some... East Coast news site called like Saltwater News or something. <laughs> yeah, Saltwater. Yep. And uh, <laughs> he's got a nice, big, healthy beard, and he's wearing a co- sort of corduroy blazer. He looks very healthy. Looks like almost like a lumberjack who's not averse to you know uh, to working in an office. Yeah, he <laughs> he looks like a craft beer enthusiast. We'll say he looks like yeah. like he if if you said that that guy lives at home, no one would be like, no. No. <laughs> now, now that he's won, though, is there like a a mayor's mansion in Lunenburg or a boat <laughs> where he gets to live in? Or No, I, I think that he may be the mayor of town, but I think he's, he's still not the mayor of uh, the Risser household. <laughs> wow. Young man, as long as you live under this roof, you do what I say. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. God damn it, Dad! I'm the mayor for Christ's sake. <laughs> that's a good. Uh, that's a good show. If he had a, if he had a fight with his parents, he could be like, you know what, Dad? You're not going to let me use the car. Fine, I'm raising property taxes on this one little area. Okay, I'm passing bylaw eight four two B, which clearly states that Dad sucks. <laughs> <laughs> if they kicked him out, he wouldn't be able to be mayor anymore because he wouldn't live here. <laughs> <laughs> 
Right. <laughs> well, we all know rent in rural Nova Scotia is, is really <laughs> difficult right now, so it's probably hard to... <laughs> you know what? Because there are... Not to be... Not to take this no, in a no, serious I, direction. But because there are, are no COVID cases out here, there's something of a um, a real estate boom where everyone in North America is buying stuff up here. So it is actually pretty expensive. So people, sorry, I, th- I think there was a bit of a, a, a lag there, but yeah, people are are just snapping up properties uh, around Lunenburg because it's it's clean. Well, you know yeah. what, Mike? We joke about the East Coast, but it's lovely. Mm-hmm. I would live out there right now. I don't have any negative feel. Well, okay, not- <laughs> <laughs> I've got very seriously negative feelings about the things that are happening out here in yes. certain areas. Uh, right. And the disputes that I feel like are really awful. Um, and mm. uh, but other than the, other than the awful, awful ugliness of that situation, yeah, it's pretty nice. Nice. <laughs> well, I I think that I hope that someone out there, you know, uh, Nova Scotia is full of uh, musicians, songwriters, and poets. I hope someone writes a nice sort of uh, sea shanty type song to commemorate Matt Risser's electoral victory. <laughs> mm. Like the Blue Nose song. Like the Blue Nose song? Blue Nose, the ocean knows her name. Or like Barry's Privateers or something. ship was she. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Hey, Brent, um, I got to ask you, have you spoken with Matt Risser or, or uh, the other guy since, since the election? I haven't spoken with uh, John McGee, but I did see Matt Risser on the way to um, the post office this morning. <laughs> and uh he was he was looking pretty happy with himself um he said he said we did pretty good didn't we uh and said uh he thanked me for putting up a lawn sign wow <laughs> if you nice. see mcgee please give him a hug I- i'm worried for the fella because he he really like didn't do well in the election i'm worried he's gonna do something rash you know he's still he's still the crier Mm. Well, quite literally now, because he's crying at home alone because he lost the election. <laughs> I'm sure he's ringing a bell while uh, sobbing. Imagine losing an election. Ooh, ding, ding, ding. Oh, hear ye. I lost an election to a kid who lives at home. <laughs> yeah. It's probably Brent, is it common for you to run into, like, Matt Risser or, or one of the mayoral candidates? I would say most times when I walk down to the post office or library, uh, anytime that I'm walking through town that I'll run into one of the two of them, yeah. <laughs> it's a lot different from uh, the way we interact with politicians in a city like Toronto. <laughs> Although once, when Rob Ford, may he rest in peace, when he was actively the mayor of the city, um, during the midst of all of the scandals and the craziness, I did once see him... While I was standing in line at the liquor store in Little really? Portugal, and he came in himself. He didn't send in an aide or like a, a handler, and he bought a bottle of like Russian Prince vodka. It's like shitty oh my goodness, That's, vodka. That, that comes in like a plastic bottle, right? It comes a plastic bottle. It's not as high quality as Absolute or Silent Sam or something. And he just stood in line with the common people. Got to hand it hand it to him there. And uh, he was wearing a lot of cologne, and a cyclist did ask him a question about bike lanes, and uh, he bought vodka in front of- He probably said, ah, fuck off, eh? He was like, we're we're looking into it. (laughs) But yeah, uh, he was well known already to have a drinking problem, and that didn't prevent him from (laughs) buying liquor in front of his constituents. So that's good. If if Rob Ford had lived, 
I bet now he would have been like, like, you know, courtside at Raptor games, like, you know what I mean? Like partying at, with the NBA <laughs> players and stuff like that. And like, uh, truly beloved by yeah, um, I, party scene. He was somebody who like every so often in Canada, left, right politics, something happens where I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to agree with this shitty side, but like Rob Ford was fun. <laughs> he was, he was a bad guy, but he was a lot of fun. <laughs> I, felt, I felt bad that I had to dislike him. Yeah. yeah. Same with how we're, we're all supposed to like really like the CBC. I'm like, Ugh, I wish that, uh, I wish that politically I didn't have to do that. <laughs> well, um, Mike, was, was there anything else you wanted to cover with Bryn uh, to, uh, to wrap up his amazing coverage on this election? I mean, once again, thank you, Bryn, for your amazing coverage. There, there is one question I would like to put to you, and it's not, mm-hmm. I guess it's not specifically to do with the election that just happened. But it is to do with something you mentioned in one of your earlier reports. And my question is this. Whatever became of uh, this man called Chapters that you mentioned in an earlier Great report? Great question. And do you know what uh, material he was looking at in the Chapters bookstore when he was spotted masturbating? Uh, that's a great question. Um, you know, I don't know what he was looking at. Uh, when you guys asked like what book he was reading or saw that made him need to masturbate that was the first time it occurred to me that he probably was looking at a book in there i had always just (laughs) i had always just assumed that he was like you know there with his parents and they were taking a long time to find books and so he (laughs) he was kind of slipped off i don't know what uh, (laughs) what became of chapters um my brother is friends with his brother (laughs) <laughs> and um, my dad used to work with his mom, so I could find out. The last I heard, Absolutely. he got beat up pretty bad because he was like mouthing <laughs> off to people in a bar. <laughs> If um, I would absolutely love a bonus follow up on what's up with chapters, that would be super interesting for I think for the listeners. <laughs> yeah, oh, I'll see great. what I can do, but it would be tough to get info on him without it being uh, suspicious. Yeah, <laughs> right. I can imagine. Fair yeah. Um, well, Bryn, thank you. Uh, I mean, your coverage was exemplary. If you haven't uh, followed uh, Bryn's election story, definitely go back the last few episodes and mm-hmm. uh, check out Bryn's reports. And um, Bryn, where can we follow you on Twitter and everything so we can get more Bryn? Uh, yeah, just you can follow me on Twitter at uh, Brintendo64, and then you can check out my website at uh, BrynPotty.com. All right, we'll put a link in the uh, episode show notes. And thank you so much, Bryn. Stay safe. And uh, we look forward to uh, seeing more of you on the show in the future. I look forward to seeing you guys again in person someday. Yes. Unique New York. Unique New York. Okay, now that our mouths are all warmed up, um, ladies and gentlemen, our guest this week is a comedian, actor, and improviser who's appeared all over television shows. Mm -hmm. He's also about to launch a brand new podcast called This Time It's Different with Peter and Chris. Look, everybody, it's Chris Wilson. Here I am. Look at me. Look at hey, me for years. I am looking at you and uh, have always maintained the opinion that you're a handsome guy. Hey, I'm going to throw that right back at you. 
Oh, hey, we get along. I like, I like Mike. I like this guy. Let's Chris get him on again. Well. Can I join in, uh, Chris? Yeah. I also think you're a very good-looking guy, and I can see uh, why you're a successful yes, yes. actor. Hey, and you know what? I'm going to throw that right back at you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you don't have to. Yeah. Do that. No, I'm, I'm going to do it. Thank I'm you. Throw it back. I think yeah. that your body is better than my body, and I think your body is better than James's body too. Oh wow! Well, I mean, okay. And there's no way we could really know that. We've all got That's sweaters true. on. Do you, yeah. Have you done well, lipo or something like that, Chris? Because the truth be told, I've I've seen you eat twenty <laughs> McNuggets, and yet you look great. It's true. That is the best deal. You go into McDonald's, and that's the you get six McNuggets, and it costs you like eight dollars for six. But you get twenty McNuggets, and it's eleven dollars. So like the you have to get twenty the math, and then you yeah. just end up eating. You end up eating twenty. I, I love McNuggets. Like They're, honest to God, I think I could eat fifty at once. I really do. Really, they, something about yes. how you put them. Yeah, you swallow them, and then it doesn't really matter. You don't get full. You could always have one more. Yes. They're the you can perfect. always get one more. To me, sushi yeah. is the food that I never feel like full or heavy after eating a ton of it. But McDon- I guess I just haven't eaten at McDonald's in so long. Spoken I don't even like remember. a true Queen West hipster, Mike. <laughs> we're ta- yeah. we're here talking about Mickey D's. You're talking about sushi. Have you tried the latest sushi during the pandemic? <laughs> Jeez, come sushi on, Mike. You wouldn't okay. last a day in the country like me and Chris. I was gonna bring up that the new Popeye's chicken sandwich is good, but I didn't. Oh. Now I now I feel self conscious. Mike's gonna hate it? this. Mike's gonna hate this conversation, but I would love to know about the because I I, I want to try the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and I also want to try the Chick Fil A. I, I mean, I know you shouldn't; they're bad, but I'm curious which is better. Oh, the Popeye's chicken sandwich, the new one, yeah, hands yeah. down. It's 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 actually. Incredible, and and that, and that brings me to uh, to this next point. This is I am sponsored by Popeyes, and I just want to say you can get your new Popeyes chicken sandwich. I fucked up my own copy. You can get your Popeyes chicken sandwich for just four ninety nine at Popeyes, crispy as ever, juicy all the way throughout. Just a lovely, lovely shiny bun and a pickle, a beautiful pickle. Now, can I ask a question just to to get it straight in my mind? Chick-fil-A is the virulently homophobic chicken restaurant, whereas Popeye's is the astonishingly pro-gay chicken restaurant, right? Yes, I think so. Yes. <laughs> if they're homophobic, yeah, sure. it's a big secret. And like they're, they're extremely it's, at Popeye's. Out there. They yeah. they prefer you to be to be gay <laughs> at Popeye's, right? You can't really go into a Popeye's without uh at least you know, having a, a nice you know, jacket. Okay. Yeah. Or, <laughs> yeah. Um, Chris, so this is this is new, I guess, that you've you've teamed up with the folks at Popeyes. Yeah. So that's pretty. You know, there's you got to find a lot in the you know in the pandemic. I lost a lot of work, but Popeyes is uh, doing better than ever, and they reached out their gracious <laughs> hand, and I took it, and I'm working for Popeyes, and I'm just sort of talking about it and. And thanks for having me on the podcast to talk about it. So why was this chicken sandwich, why is it only available in Canada now? Because it was like released in America like two years ago. It's like in like the 1920s where it took like two weeks for the news to reach like the shore. Like why did it take so long? Well, uh, the reason for that was because there's so many lineups for the sandwich in America. Like people were lining up around the block for this thing. It's a brilliant, Mm -hmm. beautiful sandwich. And so I guess they just got to the end of the line. 
And then they were like, oh, well, now we got to think about expanding. So they brought mm. it up to Canada. And we haven't, mm. you know, flocked in lineups, but uh, it, is, uh, it is going very, very well. Mm, wow. I didn't realize yeah. that in the States they sell Popeyes in one long line. Yes, you can only... <laughs> Yes, yeah, so you just line up right out the door and it goes around the block. All the Popeyes do that. You can't go in the building. You go huh. one at a time. It was pre-COVID even that they were doing this very advanced stuff. Wow. One person in at a time. Fascinating. Yeah. Wow. Reminds me of the character Popeye, like the Sailor Man. Oh. And I think the reason for that might be that it's, a sa- it's the same name. And I, uh, that happens a lot. So... Canada now has, mm-hmm. we have a chicken restaurant called Popeye's, but we also have an unaffiliated sports, like, uh, protein powder and sports performance, um, like, powder store called Popeye's. Yeah, you're right. And it's neither of them have, have anything up. to do with Popeye the Sailor Man. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, okay, well, I, maybe this, the protein one probably closer because he was a muscly guy, Popeye. Or, yeah, or, yeah. Or, he was always into spinach, and we know that. But yeah. he was doing something else. There was some yeah. protein powder in there. But I he guess it makes farmer. sense because yeah, he he had very very thin. Yeah, parts of his body were very thin, and then like he'd have really thin biceps, and then those huge huge forearms. Um, it didn't yeah, seem totally really, natural. Really preferable for fighting, though. If you were to fight. I've never, I would, I've never have. It's, it's quite scary, and I'm, I don't want to get hurt. But if you were right. to be in a fight, would you want to have massive biceps, or would you want to have those big uh, yeah. forearms? Like or would you rather massive biceps, tiny stick-like forearms, mm-hmm. or tiny stick-like biceps and giant anvil forearms? Yeah, I think the anvil forearms for the just the, the physics of. Swinging a harder punch. Now, here's one thing, though. I'm going to throw a wrench in this. Sure, he might be he might be strong and have a lot of force behind a punch. But take a look at Popeye's face. He has no goddamn eyes. He doesn't? Well, he's just... They're just like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm Googling just like, this. Little tiny, like, black, like, little, like, buttons. I don't know. How, how the hell does he see? I'm looking him up. Well, he squints a lot, right? Isn't that... That's what that, he does, he, yeah. He's got a big Shit, mouth. Shit, you're right. Well, he's got Let's a... Take yeah. a look. He's got a, a dot. Yeah, he's got small eyes. Yeah. And huh. I'm thinking, how's, how's, how's the guy seeing? That's what I'm thinking. <laughs> what were you guys... Oh, yeah, yeah, it's small little eyes. Yeah. And one of... Just one. It, if anything. It would be... F- always winking. It would be fun mm-hmm. to watch an episode of Popeye the Cartoon. Like, I can, I don't think I've ever, I don't know if I've, like, I mean, I must have seen an episode of Popeye the Cartoon, but I feel like it's just a thing I know about. But I don't know if I've watched it, really. Yeah, it never really, really was, like, like, it, it wasn't, wasn't on, like, it didn't get rebooted in, like, the 80s or 90s. It was just still the same cartoons from, like, the 20s or something. Hmm. <laughs> And then Robin Williams played him. That's where I think I first came into contact with that yes. character at all. Classic. Yeah. Great like, film. Chris, were you like yes. me as a kid? And did you love eating the Popeye candy cigarettes? Which was a very... You don't see them... Uh, you don't see cigarette candies around these days much anymore. But they used to be marketed as Popeye candy cigarettes. Then they changed the name to Candy Sticks. 
they changed them Popeye's candy sticks. Mm-hmm. Really. Well, I can I under I can understand why that happened. You know, it encouraged smoking. I absolutely you pretend to smoke them mm-hmm. and you hang out and you 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 get addicted to the the uh, the act of smoking mm-hmm. those candy sticks, and then that's why I started smoking as a young boy. Because you want to be Popeye, I and you want to look as cool as Popeye. Candy sticks to real cigarettes, and I got very, very addicted. Very, very addicted. And if you don't no stop problem. smoking later in life, the doctor pulls you aside and says, "I'm sorry, you have Popeye's disease." Yes. Yeah, and it got to that point where <laughs> I had to make a choice: I could either quit smoking or get the disease. So <laughs> that's a tough to one. Yeah, that always seemed kind of a bit flip when doctors call like that, like illness from smoking Popeye disease. I always thought that felt a bit <laughs> casual. <laughs> There's nothing cooler, though, than the feeling of when you're, you know, you're puffing on a ciggy outside of a bar. And I'm talking about the before times here, before mm, COVID. Of course. But you'd be puffing on a ciggy and then um, an attractive woman walks up to you and goes like, hey looking good Popeye because that's what they would say to you because they were because you reminded um her of Popeye because you were smoking a cigarette mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I just started thinking about uh, how it's hard to tell stories these days because you what you said just reminded me of it you you start a story and you're like so I was at the park I was hanging out with my friend James the other day, uh, socially distanced. Uh, we were wearing masks. We were standing six feet apart. Uh, you mm. have to just launch into this little uh, little diatribe every single time. It's true. Right. I don't know if you've... Uh, have you noticed that in the world? Yes, it's true. Yeah. I, I actually... I think I sent a text the other day saying, you know, oh, I visited family. We're in a bubble, you know. Yeah, you have to, t- you have to mention that you're in a bubble. You can't take a photo anymore. Yeah. You can't put a photo online of you not wearing a mask. That's for yeah. sure. So that's just the world we're in now, though. You can't put a photo online these days of you kissing your grandfather on the cheek mm-hmm. yeah. without people asking questions. Just a full open mouth kiss right on his cheek. <laughs> <laughs> you can't put a photo of you sort of licking your grandfather online. <laughs> You can't, and and it's to the point where you can't even put a photo of you in bed with your grandfather, like you, because no. the fucking, you know, the the the, the fun police are going to cancel you mm-hmm. if you literally have a photo of you, you know, cuddled up in bed with your grandfather. That's it's yeah, insane. Who is it harming? Who is it harming? It's not harming anyone. Go out to a. Go out, live your life. Go to a party. Hang out with your grandfather after. <laughs> it doesn't hurt anybody. It, it, it's it's insane, but Trudeau and his followers will go bananas, literally just at the suggestion that you be in a bathtub with your with your grandfather, and, and it's it's fucked up. Yeah, you know what's funny, guys? When have you seen this joke online where people put this joke? It's sort of it's a little bit snarky, so I don't know if I should bring it up here on the show. But uh, snark away. It's some people will post this thing. And I didn't make it up. It's just something I saw. They'll they'll tweet. I was social distancing before it was cool. <laughs> the implication being that they were already kind of antisocial, kind of not into like, you know, they were kind of over uh, socializing with people and having fun. 
And what do you guys think of that joke? Hmm. Well, it's very yeah. it's pretty funny to do jokes about how you're an introvert and how <laughs> you hope your friends cancel plans. <laughs> so to me, I love it. Bring it on. Keep it going. It's great. Yeah, yeah. it's relatable. Uh, it, yeah. Like, because we all feel bad sometimes, you know, yeah. be like, oh, I'm not, I'm sitting at home alone. Uh, 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 should I be doing more? So it's so fun to hear that somebody else also, you know, they want to be alone. You know, that's nice. Yeah. yeah. So Chris, uh, um, yeah. Oh, sorry, I was just going to say, you are, you're an improviser. If you can't yeah. already tell by listening to this interview, <laughs> um, you're a very Pretty, ex- yeah. like experienced inter- improviser. You've improvised on Second City. You've improvised all over the place. Yeah. I mean, so what is going on in that head of yours? Are you just constantly thinking of new things to say and do? Yeah. You, it's just Without planning I'm it? racing. I'm a mile a minute all the time now. I'm just cooped up. And I got so many. Do you want to? Do, Can do I say a, something? Do you want to do a scene or something? You're an improviser too. I want to just do a scene. After, my, after Mike's question, I'd love to do a scene. Yeah. But Mike, but I didn't ahead. mean to interrupt, but I was going to say before you do your scene that you remind me, to me, I think of you as Canada's Robin Williams. Does that make sense? That's lovely. That's really I mean, nice. Uh, yeah. It's just a mile a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Anyway. Big forearms. Yeah. Stealing jokes. I guess. I don't know. Did he do that? There's some, some people say it doesn't yeah. matter. So, hey, Chris, um, can I ask you, <laughs> you're, you're, you're doing these, all these improv shows at Second City. Mm-hmm. What is the, the weird, is there like a really weird or dumb thing the audience has ever called out that you're like, oh God. I mean, is it just stuff like I dildo? Mean, in, all serious, in all seriousness, yeah. Uh, dildo is called out like, like all the time. It really is. <laughs> uh, if you say, if. There's tons of answers that you can always get. You always get the same answer. Like if you say, um, what do I have in the trunk of my car? You're either going to get dead body or you're going to get dildo. So there's like. That's so funny. So you can so, just not ask that question. But uh, yeah, I'm surprised dildo like, in the trunk of a car is like a, a really common, like a common <laughs> response to trunk of a car. Dildo. Dildo. Well, anything. Because people try to want to be funny. Well, so that if if I may just in a big group is you know gonna get a reaction. They're gonna just, get what they want. <laughs> I mean, it does go back to Shakespeare. It's these like dramatic elements of like uh, you know dead body in a car or a dildo in a car. They've those tropes have been with us for hundreds of years. Yeah, didn't Mercutio do that in Romeo and Juliet? He put a dildo in Romeo's car or something like yeah, that because he was the, such a prankster. Yes, and then that, Juliet saw true. it. She was like, uh, uh, "What is this?" Yeah, no, I think Juliet was like, hey, Romeo, um, I think you got a little competition. This thing's a little <laughs> bit bigger than you. And that's why, and then that Mercutio got killed because Romeo was like, you're, you're making Juliet see a big dick. Yeah. The hell, mine's not that big. That's a memorable part of uh, <laughs> Romeo and Juliet. That was in the, the Baz Luhrmann, the movie, right? I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that Baz Luhrmann I remember movie Leonardo DiCaprio doing that. I do. Yeah, that's yeah. remember it was like the movie. it was like present day by fucking Romeo and Juliet. Like, it was so cool. They would pull out their guns and call them swords, and we were like, "What?" Yes. <laughs> oh wow. Do you think the prop guy 
on Romeo and Juliet was like, what is it? I don't understand what's going on. <laughs> they, keep call- <laughs> they keep calling their guns swords. Uh, am I losing my mind here? I have no education. <laughs> Chris, because you brought up Shakespeare. Um, yes. If Shakespeare, <laughs> yeah, did I? If Shakespeare yeah, I was alive today, what, who do you think his favorite stand-up comedian would be? Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, let's see. Shakespeare's favorite stand-up. Let's talk it out. Let's Let see. your mind run wild. He'd be probably trying to... He'd like a guy that's a little edgier, maybe. Um, I think he'd probably be in the camp more of like uh, this... Uh, maybe Burt Kreischer. Oh, the Burt Kreischer. <laughs> that dude who Just takes like his the, shirt off? The, ter- the, the shirt-taking off guy. <laughs> Yeah, he kind of looks like a Shakespeare guy, I guess. <laughs> I just think Shakespeare would like his boldness and his right. uh, uh, and his comedy I'm... just in general. It's a little like it's a it's a it's a little more base. So I think Shakespeare mm-hmm. would like to like sort of let loose. He's a, he was an earthy playwright. For all yeah. for all his brilliance, he was really down and dirty. Yeah, he invented some pretty well, pretty disgusting language. Okay, well, this is news to me. I didn't know Shakespeare was down and dirty. Yeah. He was? Uh, have you seen Shakespeare in Love? I mean, he... Uh, well, I guess there was intercourse in that movie. There was intercourse in it. Yeah. Have you seen yeah. the DVD, like, extras, James? No, not at all. What's in them? <laughs> Well, you see Shakespeare up close doing basically every type of sex to release, and then he looks into the camera at the end and says, love or lust, you make the choice. Yeah. Wow. And that's the thing. You go, yeah, he wasn't in love at all. Mm -hmm. He's actually just being a a fuckboy. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then didn't Shakespeare do like a post-roll thing being like, if you want to uh, subscribe to Brazzers.com, follow this link. You're remembering that right. Yeah. Wow. I did that. That's Isn't where it? that's where Brazzers comes from. It's a, it's a word. Uh, it was from Merchant of Venice. Sort of like porno. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's in Merchant of Venice. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it surprising that people like men, especially taking their shirts off in stand up comedy, didn't catch on more? And isn't that a shame? Yeah, I thought that it, yeah, that he Bert Kreischer's really on to something and like it is surprising he's the only one to do it. Truth be told, I, I like I like that shirtless stand up look. I think that's fun. Well, it certainly it shows you're you're gonna tell some jokes. So there's no denying that. You're like this is It's definitely a it's definitely a vibe. Yeah, yeah, and a certain kind of joke. You Stephen Wright couldn't come on stage shirtless and mm. be like, you know, a uh, you know do these one liners in his Boston accent. You kind of got to be pretty raunchy. <laughs> Bob Hope was the first guy to do shirtless comedy. He was always using his body uh, yeah. to provoke the audience and to make people think. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, that makes me think of that old expression. You know, we used to have hope and cash yeah. and jobs, and now they're all dead. <laughs> now we just have COVID-19. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a stupid mm-hmm. disease. It is. Good point. Good point, James. 
It is stupid. There's nothing <laughs> good about it. There's literal, <laughs> literally not a good thing about no. it. What's good? What's been good? Uh, More podcasts. That's mm. well. Sure. That's so true. That's good. It's good. It's good. <clears throat> that's true. <laughs> Chris, have you done any cybering? Like you know, like uh, <laughs> webcam stuff with people? Oh yeah, like in this in this year, you mean? Yeah, like, in COVID time. No, but you you know I've more people are actually I think seriously considering that. Um, and have it's I becoming thought, more like, maybe yeah. I can be an OnlyFans and a uh, guy that that does it. I don't know. Like, what would I do that yeah. I think maybe somebody's into just like me, uh, just like playing basketball or something. Mm-hmm. Maybe, just maybe if you around. if you sort of were jerking off as well <laughs> or what if you instead of dribbling a basketball and shooting the basketball into the net you dribble your penis and then sh- try and fling your penis into the net <laughs> right yeah that would be a little bit more um yeah i think people would pay for that yeah there's there's people on there making making money for almost almost doing nothing I know. Imagine, imagine telling the 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 pilgrims who came over on the Mayflower, or you know, I don't know, um, Thomas Edison, that sometime in the future you can make money sitting at home in your living room, wanking off. (laughs) (laughs) James, believe it. James, I'm going to pretend to be anyway. I'm going to pretend to be Thomas Edison, and James, you be uh, you be a modern man telling me that that is possible. Okay, and Mm -hmm. see what my reaction is. Okay, sure. Hey, what's up, Thomas? Uh, my name's James, and I'm from 2020. Yeah. My lord, how nice to see a future man. Hmm. Oh, I certainly am from the future. Um, hey, uh, did you notice that I'm actually pretty rich as well? Yes. How did you acquire such wealth and prestige? Well, um, you know how you harness electricity? Yes, I toiled for many years to get this to work, and I, it really took its toll on my health and my relationships. But I finally made it happen. Well, we used electricity to make a machine mm. that sort of does binaries, on-off thing, whatever. We call it a computer. <laughs> and I actually bought one for like 400 bucks, and I put it in my living room. Okay, you follow I, so far? I think so, Yes. And it's it's connected to a network of other computers that everyone else bought for like four hundred bucks. People like in another country make them, and um, okay. film basically people will pay to watch a video motion picture of me, uh, basically jerking off, and then they'll pay me money to 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 watch that, and that's how I make my living. My sweet Jesus. And uh, hi, uh, my name's Chris. I'm also from 2020. Hi, Thomas. I just want to uh, corroborate that. Like, I, uh, that's what he does. I'm one of the, I'm one of his fans. Uh, I, I pay him. To, what to on? Watch. Yeah. Earth? yeah, this is yes. not at all what I had envisioned what? happening yes. Yes. 200 years after I lived. <laughs> um, I have but one question for you two gentlemen. Go ahead. Of yes, of course. Would you show me how to start my own OnlyFans so I can do it too? <laughs> Thomas, it would be our pleasure. Kawabunga, dudes! <laughs> <laughs> uh.
<laughs> it would go. It would go like that. It would go oh, exactly like that. Dude. I think. <laughs> that could be uh, absolutely an SNL sketch uh, next week. Absolutely. <laughs> Why not? Yeah. Type it up. Send it in. <laughs> um, oh. Mike, do do we want to do our last segment, or I mean, or what yeah, do you I think? Mean, we've, or, yeah, should we we've, do it? We've covered a lot of important ground this episode, so we might as well, as well do our, our big finale. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, um, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we're going to try a brand new segment here on this very fun episode of the Landlord Tenant Pod Mess. And the segment is called Jay Leno Joke Off. <laughs> And the basic idea is Michael, Chris, and I have each written a few Jay Leno-style jokes about current events, and we're going to read them to each other here on the air, live, on Landlord Tenant Podmas. Yes, yes. All right, here's my first Jay Leno joke-off. Okay, so uh, the New Yorker has suspended writer Jeffrey Tubin after exposing himself in a Zoom call. Yeah, yeah. Guess, uh, guess he shouldn't have left his tube in. <laughs> so if you think about that, his name is Jeffrey Tubin, and he left his tube in the Zoom call. May I say, hearing it, mm. hearing it now out loud, a slight change to the punchline? Please. He sh- mm. uh, uh, I guess he shouldn't have left tube in. Sounds like he shouldn't have let his tube out. Oh, that is good. Oh yeah, because that's of his name. Shopping right there. That's great. This is yeah. this is good. Yeah. You hear right. that, Kevin? Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, yeah. I I have one already. My I have one in the chamber here, as they say. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Um. So here's my first Jay Leno. What's What's the segment called? Jay Leno joke off. Jay Leno. Yeah. Okay. Jay Leno joke off. Jay Leno joke off. Uh, okay. So, uh, I know that. Hey, about this, uh, showtime. I'm going to do the, you didn't do the impression. I'm going to try no. and do the impression. Yeah, try to do the impression. Okay. okay thank you. So, uh, folks, you hear about this, uh, showtime is bringing back the show Dexter for a new season. Yeah. Yeah. You hear about this, Kevin? Kevin Eubanks, the, uh, tonight show band leader. Hear about this? Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, they want to make sure Americans can still watch a psychopath on TV after Trump loses the election. That's a good one. That's good. I'm not. That's good. I'm, what was the second part of the impression there? I don't know. Is that? <laughs> you know? you get, yeah, you have to have. Uh, you kind of went into tones. a harp of uh, one of the Marx Brothers. <laughs> I. Good, I admit, though. I lost my way a bit. I got excited to deliver the punchline, and I sort of lost focus. <laughs> It was good. I did think, though, when you were going into that second part of the impression, <laughs> I did go like, huh. I mean, I haven't heard that type of Leno impression, I bet, but it could be accurate. I just haven't heard him in a while. Hey. I thought that it, it was good. I was giving you benefit of the doubt. I admit it. It's not. My Jay isn't perfect. And over well, the coming weeks, I will be working very hard to make it perfect. <laughs> um, okay, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do one. Uh, my my impression is not good at all. Uh, also, not perfect. So, 
Okay. So, uh, yeah, it's, uh, something like that, right? So, yeah, yeah, it sounds like your Jay Leno is a little under the weather. What's that? Your Jay Leno sounds a little bit under the weather, like he's yeah, suffering. Just, uh, so I just got a little bit of a cold, but you know, it's yeah. just, uh, yeah, it's just uh, something you gotta, you gotta go do your jokes anyway. So here they, here they goes. Okay. All right. Uh, you hear about this? Trump, uh, Trump wouldn't wear a, uh, wouldn't wear a mask. Uh, he had trouble wearing a mask when he, uh, when he had COVID there. Yeah. You hear about that? <laughs> uh, well, uh, apparently, what they did uh, at the at the White House was they they started calling him mouth walls. And now, not only does he wear his mouth wall all the time, but he's trying to get other people to pay for it. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was that was a pretty believable Jay Leno <laughs> joke off. <laughs> mouth walls, mouth walls. Yeah, because uh, yeah. The, 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 that whole wall thing. If you remember it, can I make a small pitch? And I hate to be the guy who's always trying to tune up punchlines, mm. but mm. what if you said Please. he's trying to get Mexico to pay for his mask? Because that mouth wall. Yeah, 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 yeah. That would have been, that would have been exactly what I should have said. Yeah, in Mexico well, to pay for it. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. make that change right now. Please, thank when you. When I tell this, I story. have, uh, I have another one here. Mexico. All right. I'm not gonna do the voice. I think. Are you ready? Do it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. I'll do the beginning in a voice. Okay. Hey, you hear about this? You hear about this? Uh, a a big pile of eels were found dumped in a Brooklyn lake. Yeah, yeah. Crazy, huh? Yeah. Uh, Authorities were surprised, though, to find out they weren't actually eels. It was just Woody Allen going for a swim. (laughs) (laughs) That's just my little joke that Woody Allen is probably so gross looking now. He he might look like a pile of eels. A pile of eels. (laughs) (laughs) I could see that on Leno. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that would be good. I can see that. <laughs> would that be one of those jokes? Because in the later years, I think he started incorporating visuals into the punchlines. So would they have photoshopped like um, a bunch of like Woody Allen in a bunch of different segments to to look like he's a bunch of eels? That's a great mm. yeah. Like Photoshop a Woody Allen head on a mass of sw- slithering eels. <laughs> yeah. That w- yeah. It's creepy Somebody to think of them. Paid to uh, to make that. <clears throat> yeah. Anybody else have any Jay Leno joke offs they want to do? I, sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. You go ahead. You go ahead. May I do another one? I don't mean to to step on on your joke, Chris. I no. I I mean I've got a page of jokes <laughs> oh, here that say oh, headline <laughs> jokes February two thousand sixteen. Uh, <laughs> so I wrote. Was some, this from a writing package? Yeah, uh, the last time I submitted a writing package, probably to 22 minutes or something. I don't know. Obviously, it didn't work out. So these are not of quality. Okay. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Well, that's a little, a little trailer for your jokes coming up, Chris, but I'll, I'll get mine out of the way here. Um, here's my second Jay Leno joke off uh, entry. Okay. So please welcome your host, Jay Leno. And then he comes out, and there's the jazz playing. The audience is going berserk yeah mm. and i'm shaking hands with the people in the audience then i i get back to my spot and i start doing my monologue so folks you hear about this uh queen elizabeth is in the news yeah yeah her majesty yeah queen elizabeth has been uh, criticized for not wearing a mask during a recent public outing yeah yeah criticized yeah not because of covid uh but because she's a messy eater and she had ketchup all over her face well yeah that's good i mean 
It's a Jay Leno joke off. I thought it'd be funny the idea of Queen Elizabeth eating like a pig and not wiping her face off because she's so prim and proper. I like it. <laughs> I like it. Hmm. Chris, do you have another one? <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> Well, here's one that's it's, this is very uh obviously from me pandering to 22 minutes here we go okay okay and it's for, again from 2016 so okay you'll mm. uh you'll know what i'm talking about see you hear about this uh leonardo dicaprio i uh, just won an oscar for uh just last night for his portrayal <laughs> of a man having a tough time with canadian winter you hear about that you hear about that Let's see it. So it's a okay. hard, hard zero from James over there. <laughs> no, no, I, I was reading my next one, so I fucked up. I should have been paying attention. No, it's fine. It, it, it wasn't... It was so pandry. Wait, what that? was the what was the punchline? I missed it. Exactly. <laughs> Leonardo DiCaprio won an Oscar last night for his portrayal of a man having a tough time with Canadian winter. Revenant, uh, the Revenant. He's uh, okay. He's, uh, okay, in the, yes. In the, in the, in the, in the you know what? <laughs> yeah. If if Not we were good. sort of again, if we were in the Revenant I'm unemployed mindset. right now. <laughs> Chris, you should send that re- resend that joke and don't email it. Send it uh, a physical copy by courier okay. to to uh, Halifax to the twenty two minute um, offices and see okay. what they say. I should put the word the revenant in there. That would really <laughs> yeah. help for the content. That might help. The revenant. How revenant. about how about this one, guys? Mm-hmm. Uh, you hear about this? A zookeeper was mauled to death by a bear in front of horrified visitors. Guess uh, Winnie the Pooh was right. Bears <laughs> do like honey. <laughs> Just zookeeper mauled to death. So. <laughs> or no no wait did i say zookeeper i meant beekeeper oh fuck just delete that one yeah that i didn't made understand no sense otherwise it was supposed to be beekeeper oh it's okay I, I i kind of like did the the leap in my head i was, I was yeah. there with you i was there well i was Maybe imagining I jay leno flubbing the joke and then panicking live on air and then going back and explaining oh. it and the audience sort of forgiving him and laughing yeah, to be beekeeper. I, That's what I should have said. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, maybe you guys what? can help me. I have an un uh, an incomplete joke <clears throat> here. Um, from uh, ripped from the headlines. Uh, hear about this, folks? Uh, Queen's University is dropping John A. McDonald's name from its law building. Yeah, yeah. Hear about this? From now on, it'll be called. And I wrote here, uh, from now on, it'll be called Mediocre White Man Law School. But I think we can beat that uh, punchline. Just like uh, how it's called mm. law building. Okay. Just calling it law building. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like that. So it's, what's this, what is the school, Michael? Queen's University's John A. McDonald Law Building. They dropped the name John A. McDonald from it. How about this? In other news, McDonald's is changing its name to Queen's Law School. No, it doesn't really make sense. Mm. Why would the McDonald's restaurant change its name to Queen's Law School? There's, there's really no reason for them to do that. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's wow. a tough... Uh, these are like little puzzles, aren't they? Mm. Joke writing is like so- problem solving. Yes, I agree. Yeah, this is more of like do- the crossword at the end of the New York Times. Mm. Like, this is supposed to not really be funny. It's just like yeah, yeah. a little like puzzle a- puzzle to figure out. This yeah. is a brain teaser for our listeners, and they're getting those uh, synapses firing by listening to this segment. And, uh, you know, send your, your answers in the, in the comments, <laughs> and don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, yeah. If you absolutely. have an, uh, a punch-up for Michael's joke, just send it to your email. Send it to your email. To your send own it email. To yourself. Keep yep. it to your fucking self. <laughs> <laughs> so, Chris, um, you have a podcast coming out, right? Yes, I do have a podcast coming out. Okay. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I should I should say something. Yeah, about tell it. us about it. Yeah. It's called This Time It's Different and it's with me and my comedy partner Peter Carlone and we didn't really decide on, you know, what kind of podcast we're going to do, so we're just attempting to do every type. So, one oh. week it's a, uh, a we're solving a cold case. The next week we're taking relationship uh, questions and giving advice. You know, anything you can think of. We, we're going to record a Hot Ones episode and just eat chicken wings. Okay. So that kind of thing. Very you know, fun. It's everything. Well, Chris, everything. you're very, very funny. And your duo, Peter and Chris, uh, is very funny. So I'll be listening. I'm sure it'll be a very funny podcast. Or it'll be one of those podcasts. It's just out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, we will be sure to put the link to the new show. This time it's different with Peter and Chris, Chris. in the show notes. Um, i got to ask, because you said you're going to do every type of podcast. Yeah. Are you going to also do like a Call Her Daddy style podcast? Exactly. Or? We're going to do any famous type of podcast. Okay. Do it. I think we're going to read transcripts of a joe rogan podcast just sort of do just do joe rogan's podcast cool one excellent um i'm gonna write a porno for our episode of uh my dad wrote a porno so i'm gonna write Mm. a porno uh it's gonna anything you can think of we're gonna we're gonna do it okay well listeners if you have any ideas (laughs) email them uh email them to yourself and just uh yeah. Yeah. Send yourself an email and it'll feel like you, <laughs> you communicated with someone. <laughs> uh, well, thanks, Chris. And uh, thank you for joining us today. Hey, thanks for having me on your podcast. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> here's one, uh, one more joke from 2016 just to see us out. Here we go. <clears throat> How I Met Your Mother ended last night. Uh, we found out who the mother was. So now I guess we're going to have to just put all our attention into finding out who the Big Bang is. This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Now on the Sonar Network, a new podcast from comedy duo Peter and Chris. So there's a successful podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. And uh, so I wrote a porno. They didn't decide what kind of podcast they wanted to do, so they'll just do them all. Nicholas Cage, this is uh, Peter. I'm part of uh, a I know who you are. <laughs> a podcast where each episode promises. This time, it's different. Act one: Is sitting in a hot car really that hot? We investigate. Watch on YouTube or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You're gonna like the way you laugh. We guarantee it.